0: On TV, online, on the
1: cob. Because this joke is corny. This is EPT Not Live. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. Coming up on today's show, I have moved to Los Angeles. And I am coming to you, I'm being a little quieter today, I'm coming to you from the world-famous Chris Grosso's spare bedroom closet. I thought you were a bit muted. You normally have more gusto at the
2: start of the show.
1: Yeah, and we know what happened. Uh, I got noise complaints from my last neighbor, so I definitely don't (laughs) want to be kicked out of Chris Krause's apartment yet. He's letting me crash here for free. It's 2 in the morning here in L.A. It's only my second night here. I can't get kicked out just yet. I'm hoping to have an apartment in a couple days. This will be the only show I do here, but don't worry, guys. The L.A. Tinder is better and weirder than anything you can possibly imagine. Coming up on today's show, social media beefs are back with a vengeance. More on that later we are finally going to recap some TV shows, the Grand Finals, Season 11 shows, 1 and 2, heavily featuring Ludovic Gylik, who is our guest later on this show. We've got a preview of the EPT Live home game coming up in just a few days, and we got Superfan versus Dave Lucas Summers wants to challenge me in some Back to the Future trivia. James, I feel like I got this one. This is one of your
2: favorite movies. I know it's a movie you're mildly obsessed with, so it should be a pretty even contest.
1: I've got it a good is- feeling about it this movie is flawless as far as I'm concerned. I may have seen it more than any other movie in my life. Uh, now, Joe, I know we're meant to move on to social media now, but actually
2: I've got some breaking news. So what? even though this okay. is not scheduled, uh, some news from the world of PokerStars. Uh, so let's fire up the theme music. What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for EPT Not Live News. Because... I'm excited. What is this? Talk breaking from Rosvodov where the Eureka Poker Tour, one of the Poker stars' local tours, has just had a major festival. The result of the main event... This is incredible, this story, Joe, because this is the kind of thing where if you wrote a movie and put this in the movie, they'd say, this is a shitter plot twist than Lucky You. Yeah. Do you remember Ivan Luca, the Argentinian player who made the final table of the High Roller in Dublin? Yes. Do you remember he had a girlfriend called maria lampropoulos who went deep in the main event she was stalling on the bubble in dublin
1: yes i definitely remember her yeah
2: in a 682 entry field in the eureka six rosvadov main event they
1: went heads up finishing one and two respectively James, I really was hoping that we would add this into the show today and I was afraid to stick it in the last minute cuz sometimes we just, you know, we 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 got a full show, but I'm glad you stuck this in because what I found to be the most hilarious thing about this, all of the headlines read Ivan Luka and girlfriend make final table and no one was name checking the girl and today is International Women's Day and I just thought I was like this is just replete, this is just ripe. For all the people who say that women don't get a fair shake in poker, for all these dudes who are being like Yvonne Luca and girlfriend, yeah, it, I mean, kind of
2: messed up. I think it's absolutely fine to refer to her as his girlfriend, but you got to name check her as well, for heaven's sake. Point being that they made it into the final two; they obviously did a deal. To quote the press release from PokerStars, they cut a deal, kissed, and then battled it out for the trophy and additional five k. I mean, if there's no deal, that's
1: going to be an awkward car ride home, right?
2: (laughs) Uh, And obviously, Ivan uh, eventually won the title. Uh, I'm sure Maria very happy for him and also happy with her second place result, especially as they pretty much evenly chopped the prize money. But how incredible 682 runners and a couple end up both making it to the final table and both end up going heads up. As I said, you put that in a film,
1: you script that, and people are like, bullshit. Well, it's like it's also that thing like when you go play a poker tournament with your friend or your girlfriend, you'd be like, "Wouldn't it be great if we both made the final table? Wouldn't it be great if we ended up heads up?" And how often does it actually happen? Never. I mean, it happens a lot, you know, with our these heroes and the super high rollers and stuff like that. But in a field that big, never. So uh, that's awesome. Good uh, for them. A
2: little bit of breaking news from the Eureka Poker Tour in Rozvadov. Uh So let's talk about uh, social media reaction to last week's show. And what I love is that every week. New people are discovering the show for the first time, but they're not just starting at, for example, episode 36 and then carrying on from there. They go back into the archives. They go back to the very beginning. So hello to Dino, who says that he listened to the 2016 podcast, episodes 31 through 36 early last week, and is now catching up, has got through episodes 1 to 13,
1: says it's such fun, hashtag playing catch up, hashtag worth it. I would love it if these reviews somehow were being heard by people that hadn't already listened to the show. But if you listen to it, then you already know the show is good. We need to find a way to get those reviews out to the general public.
2: Yes. Uh, need to get uh, some of our social media accounts doing some hefty retweeting. Uh, hello to Sam K. Back from my skiing trip. A great week without internet. Now listening to EBC Not Live episode 37, which was last week's show. Uh, the other Sam... Sam Werger listened to the two plus two podcast and totally agree, James. He says we need to take baby stapes. Alex Dreyfus, <laughs> the future of the GPL, is dependent on taking baby stapes with him.
1: Look, baby stapes has led many a successful poker venture into the ground, and you can't waste five million dollars without having baby stapes on board. Uh, the urinal debate continues, and to oh, be honest yes.
2: with you, okay. this one is... What's new, what's new in urinal news? This is pretty much falling down gender lines. I think every single person who wants us to stop talking toilets on APT Not Live is female, and everyone mm-hmm. who is in favour of more toilet anecdotes is male. For example, Michael. Uh, I'm with Max. More urinals, please. Question, does the presence of dividers between urinals change protocol?
1: It does slightly. I would say it does slightly. I mean, it still doesn't give any excuse to take the one right next to someone, but it's not as big of a deal. Do you agree? Do you concur? I concur.
2: Uh, Freddie, so Frizzy, says, I'm on the side of more urinal talk, mostly because I want to hear James say urinal one more time. Freddie, this is just for you. Urinal.
1: It's so weird, the whole urinal urinal thing. Like, James, what comes out of your penis when you're peeing? We. Urine? <laughs> yes, it's,
2: it's urine. <laughs> The English language is very complex and regional we dialects. Both, we both screw up plenty of things, uh, both uh, sides of the pond. Equally bizarre. Now, we have our very first letter here on EPT Not Live. Delivered what do you mean by, by letter, like an email? Well, it's, it's 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 email length. The problem is this was Tony Brown, the Norfolk Tiger, who reached out and says, do you have any e- an email address because I have something long form to send? So I encouraged tony to break with normal protocol and to actually use oh, direct nice. message because if you dm at ept live it's unrestricted length there's no character limit so it didn't come in the post though no he did not actually send it via snail mail oh, okay. but i consider it to be a letter and i feel that it should be read on air in the style of a letter i'm thinking like simon bates and our tune so i've selected an appropriate piece of music as i read this missive from tony brown <laughs> After listening to episode 35 of the podcast, I thought I'd share a tip with Stapes' neighbours in how to deal with his enthusiastic sex life. Ooh. A few years ago, when my stepson lived at home, we allowed him to have his girlfriend sleep over some weekends. One night, as my wife and I went upstairs to our bed, we could hear the pair of them at it. Oh, Lord. In case they hadn't heard us coming, we closed the door quite loudly and raised our voices a little to say good night to each other. This didn't appear to work. No, dear listeners, subtlety was not playing. <laughs> so again, in a loud voice, I asked Mrs. B if she'd like a water and again, rather noisily, open and close the door and stomped up and down the stairs.
1: Still no joy. Now, well, til- no joy for him, but probably for those two.
2: Not yet, they're not at that stage. (laughs) Now tilting, because the stepson's stamina was clearly better than mine. I tried one final trick. I went close to his door and shouted through it, Go on, son! Give her one for me! Ah! This seemed to do the trick in getting a better night's sleep, although breakfast the next day was a little awkward. May I
1: suggest Stapes' neighbours
2: provide similar encouragement.
1: I mean, I guess that would work, but it's, we're talking about apples and oranges here. We're talking about someone within your own home and someone in a different home. Um, You know what? There's, but seriously, Joe,
2: if someone started banging on the wall going, yeah, go on, Joe, do it, do it, do it for
1: America, that would be off putting, right? Absolutely, as would any sort of banging on the wall. That just never occurred except for like when I was watching television and I could never tell if it was directed at me or not. I could never tell if it was just like a, a knock against the wall. Quick, there's a slight update on that story. It's not terribly interesting, but Jesse um, had a friend over and let her stay in my room and he said he was just talking to her um, at some point like before they were going to bed and there was a, they, the neighbor pounded on the wall. It must be like paper-thin walls. It's clearly really bad construction work i mean i i never hear a peep from the other side but i guess i guess that's what it is and i guess this person's like already at their wits end now so they can't even handle like conversation at a reasonable reasonable point of the night wow oh well well but now you've got the whole kind of whispering bob act down pat i the- mean now i mean it's so it's so brutal here because like okay so and i'm i'm not complaining let me get that out of the way okay i'm not complaining but i'm crashing with a friend and they have a no shoes policy which is fine but i forget Because I'm just used to wearing my shoes in the house. So (laughs) I'm constantly getting told off for that. Um, Also, they use these like fobs to get in the building, in and out of the building. And they can't get me one. And so every time I want to come back into the building, I have to use the, the door buzzer. And it rings his girlfriend's cell phone while she's at work. Oh my God. And so basically I just am like afraid to leave the house during the day or I'm afraid to come back. Like if I leave, I try to stay gone all day long. So things are like a little, a little dicey here. Um, you know, staying with a friend, someone doing me a favor is like not really my style and I really like it. So I'm going to try to get out of here as quickly as possible. Fair enough. Um, Now,
2: you mentioned at the top of the show, Joe, that social media beefs are back with a vengeance.
1: Yes, I had a really big social media beef uh, in Dublin. And uh, James, do you remember um, a while ago, I know you're not on Facebook, but I posted this to Twitter too. There was a guy, um, Jerry Farmer, who posted um, a status that went something like this. And my my caption on it was actual conversation taking place on my Facebook page. And it said, USA Lottery estimated $1.5 billion dollars. That's 5 million. He actually writes out that's 5 million million for every USA citizen. Poverty solved, probably no more crime, collusion for the win.
2: Yeah, now who actually wrote that? Because this is this is not the guy that you had a social media beef
1: with, right? Well, I do have a social media beef with him now, but there was no beef previously. Okay. And so, just just to follow up some of the comments he wrote under it that indicated to me that he wasn't joking were bloody hell to give you more of an idea that would be 24 million for every single UK citizen, Okay, so basically he's not very skilled at mathematics. No, and not only is he not skilled at mathematics, he, he doesn't really think before he posts on Facebook. Uh, his final uh, comment on there was, if everyone in the UK chopped it, they'd all get 24.2 million each. No, 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 no. I think there's a gentleman uh, here called Philip who points out that $1.5 billion
2: is the equivalent of 1,500 million. So keeping things simple, if you assume the US population is 150 <laughs> million, it's actually $10 per person.
1: Yeah, which I'm not even sure that's accurate, but it's a lot closer. <laughs> so so I posted this, and this guy unfortunately discovered it weeks later while we were in Dublin and took issue with it. And James, I was hoping you might help me out. Okay, um, He found it and then decided that he was going to leave a comment on it. And if you would do me the, the honor, James, of playing Jerry in this conversation, I'd like to recount the exchange that he and I had under this photo on Facebook. Okay.
2: I'm, I I feel that I need to give Jerry a persona and I'm thinking very much in the style of the job's done guy from Hearthstone. So if you will allow I me. I love it. Um, it was put on to see who was daft enough to comment or even more stupid to copy and paste it. <laughs> I forgot you're a comedian. Unpaid, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll just play. Sorry. I'll just play it straight. Here we go. My reply. Daphne's confirmed. You're shite at heckling. You're spelt incorrectly, by the way. <laughs> I don't need to heckle. I'm the one getting paid to be on stage. Well, let's hope you're funnier on stage than you are on Facebook. <laughs> I have to wonder what you're doing friend requesting and following me then. Unless I happen to friend request you, a total stranger? Nah, I'm almost positive it was you requesting me. My guess is that you did not put this status up in jest, and you now feel stupid, which is why you're lashing out at me. If I hit your, if I hurt your feelings by posting this, I apologize. I'd be happy to delete all of this if that's the case. Not lashing out at you, just trying to see how unfunny you were.
2: As it happens, you requested me as a friend. I added you by mistake. Smiley face. Kissy face. Feel f- free, lol. You can't give seats away. There is an attachment to this post. Uh, I believe from your Facebook page. London comedy fans, I'm performing at the Star and Garter in Putney on Tuesday. Free show, 8pm. You know how I do. I do
1: shots. Twitch, I reply. Buddy, come on. This is getting sad. I'm sorry I made you feel stupid. Don't you have anything better to do? You obviously don't, as you don't get paid. Lol,
2: lol, lol. Stick to being a pre-scripted commentator.
1: Winky face. You're just making yourself look more stupid, my friend. It's the only reason I haven't deleted this. I'm happy to remove the whole thing if you just act like a decent human.
2: Lol, I like messing with you. Kiss. You're okay. ni- you're a nice guy, really. Just just like
1: teasing you. Okay, now those two messages of you're a nice guy really, just like teasing you, just so happened, James, to come in at the nick of time. Now the reason we went through all this thing, all this stuff, guys, is because I had planned my most petty and troll-engaging response of all time, I had a status message all prepared with this to send. Jerry Farmer doesn't think. Because of this, he posted an idiotic status about how the $1.5 billion American lottery divided amongst every person in the UK would solve poverty. He was wrong. When I made the mistake of calling him out for this, his embarrassment caused him to accuse me of making no money at stand-up comedy. As a result, I'm taking the money I made during my last stand-up set in New York $18 a minute and using it to repost his status as a sponsored post. That's right. $180 I'm spending on this. $100 of which I'm using specifically to target people in his hometown, simply because Jerry Farmer doesn't think. Enjoy. I had this post ready to go. I had the credit card number. I had everything set to do. I I am
2: so glad that this guy backtracked because that would have just been so horrible for
1: him. And (laughs) also... I don't necessarily think would have reflected that well on you. No, nope, probably not. Probably wouldn't have. But I was all prepared to do that. And not only did he say I just like messing with you on his uh, on his uh, post there, but he also wrote me a private message saying, "Hey, you're really a nice guy. Sorry." He said, "Only so, pulling your leg." As it happens, that's it. You are quite funny. And both of those he messages were accompanied by winky faces. That's right. The winky faces solve all. So anyway, we were very close to me having a $180 social media beef, but I didn't because he, he, he reneged, but he didn't, he did not apologize, though. So I left it up. But I'd still be happy to if he gets in touch and says, sorry, mate, I feel stupid. I'll take it down. Wow. And
2: <laughs> I think this this is this is an example of so many, so many aspects of your personality, which could for want of a better word be described as flawed such as your (laughs) insistence on engaging with trolls on social media taking things taking petty arguments to new
1: levels and also spending money like it's going out of fashion look i'm a single man with no children no mouths to feed (laughs) that i know of so i'm gonna spend (laughs) i'm gonna spend my money my way Look, in this particular case, I didn't have to, which is lucky because I've been, you know, every time I move to a new city, I end up lighting money on fire. So, um, I've I've needed that money. And uh, speaking of which, so I've been in L.A. for like five nights total now, and which means I've got some stories. Um, I think that uh, just very briefly. I met a I met a girl named Kira Moon while I was out in L.A., and um, her first question to me was. Um, It wasn't even a question. It was a statement. Follow me on Instagram. And then she said, I don't have that many followers. And then showed me her 4,400 followers. Um, And then proceeded to explain. only in Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen. Only in Los Angeles does this kind of thing happen. James, she proceeded to explain to me that her friend wasn't very cool because she wasn't in the entertainment industry. So she doesn't really understand. Oh, wow. The rest of us. Uh, So that was a person I met in real life. But then there was Satine, and Satine was like one of my first Tinder matches. And there's this thing on Tinder James where you can super like someone, okay? So it like gives them like a special indication and you only get a couple a day. And Satine and I super liked the first thing she had written on her profile was that she was into she was a gamer, she was tall, um, a couple other things I can't really remember. And we traded a bunch of messages back and forth and we're trying to set up a date until um until we had this exchange, and we're gonna do another little staged reading here real quick, but this time James is going to play me, and I'm going to play Satine. I'm going to kick, I'm going to kick things off. I, now, on, on, half, on. I have to get into character. <laughs> Hello,
2: lady. <laughs> I'm Joe Stapleton.
1: <laughs> okay, so basically we had, had plans to go out on Friday, and then I booked this gig in Vegas, and I needed to fly to Vegas. So I was like, hey, I know it's crazy, but do you want to have our first date in Vegas? To which she replied, lol, no, I don't want to go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sunday then? And then wait for it. I'm going to change my voice from, lol, no, I don't want to go to Vegas, to, I'm transgender. I don't think this is going to work, but it was really nice chatting with you. I appreciate
2: your honesty. You're probably
1: right, though. To which she sent me an animated gif saying, moi, ciao. So my very first person, James, that I wanted to go on a date oh so badly with in Los Angeles was, in fact, born a man. No judgment whatsoever. Not my thing, though. I know it might seem like it might be not my thing, but what I really wanted to ask you, James, is I've sent you the photos of Satine. Now, I sent these to my roommate, my old roommate Jesse, and yeah. he said, absolutely, I would have known this is a man. Would you have known this is a man?
2: Uh, there's a couple, which I think are... There's, there's certainly something there. Really, um,
1: it, it's less about the photo, I, Joe, I and it's more she, about. Like, this, I still think she's hot, even though I know it's a dude. This is
2: this is the email you sent me, right? And this is a screen yeah. grab of her profile on, yes. on on Twitter, right? Yes. You're absolutely right. She says tall, gamer, nerd.
1: The top thing says transgender. I know that. I know that. But that was after the fact. I didn't think to take the photos until she told me she was transgender. At which point, she had changed the profile. It gamer was the first thing. Okay. After the Gamer fact, was the first thing. Look, maybe, look, we all know that sometimes I gloss over things that, I, that aren't very important to me. Maybe that's what happened there. However, I don't know. I still think she's a babe. I don't really care. I she's mean, also I do too care.
2: young for you. She's 34. You need to start <laughs> looking at women your own age, Joe. Women <laughs> in their
1: early 40s. So, anyway, okay, fine. I had, um, you know, I have not had much luck dating. I did come from a date tonight, which was weird to leave a date saying that i had to go do my radio show just one other thing was that it was i love gear. that that's a classic
2: white lie not i've got to go and do a poker podcast i've got to go and do my radio show
1: it's it's just simpler it's just simpler to say <laughs> no, i do it i do You're a radio show in england up yourself. i just do it look i do a radio show in england you wouldn't understand don't try to look it up you can't find it um just one of the quick stories. So I flew back very quickly from Vegas. By the way, I'm going to have some great Vegas stories for you guys next week. But I flew back quickly from Vegas because it was my dear, dear friend Heidi's birthday. And she wanted to go to like this place in L.A. It's like a super hot club. And when we went there, they told us that the club was actually closed. Someone had bought it out for the night. And um, Heidi was like – I was hanging back. I don't like getting involved in these things. And Heidi was like trying to sort of argue our way into this private party um, when the, uh, the doorman came by and said, look – um, I'll let you guys all in for $500. And I was like, absolutely not. Fuck that. Like, fuck this. No, no, no. It's a private party or it's not. Like, you can't just, like, charge us money to come into a private party. So I was like, come on, we're leaving. At which point the guy looks at me and says, hey, man, how's it going? And I'm like, I don't know if he's, so this LA thing people do where they pretend like they know they know everybody, you know, just in case somebody's a somebody. And he was like, hey, man, how's it going? I was like, good, how are you? And he's like, yeah, I know you. who you are. And I'm still not convinced he does. He goes, I used to play poker. So this dude, (laughs) this dude who wouldn't let us into the club was like, hey, I know you are. And I'm expecting at this point for him to be like, come on in, guys. He's like, I'm a big fan. I love what you do. Like, I love poker. You're so funny. I was like, that's cool, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Waiting for like the come on in. And finally goes, so anytime you guys want to come back, that's totally fine. That's just, just let me know. Oh, wow. So bear in mind that I'm sure that
2: it's the same for you as it is for me. You rarely, rarely find someone who follows the poker scene. And therefore recognize you Exactly. Yeah. And on the one occasion that it actually happens, in a situation where it could work to your benefit, he basically is like, yeah, I
1: know who you are, and you're not important enough. And no, yeah, and no. No, the good news is, I mean, he gave, uh, he gave my friend Heidi his number and said any time we wanted to come back that just to set it up. It was just because of the buyout thing. But I was really expecting a little bit of special treatment that night, which... Yeah. You know, story checks out. It was fine. I am no one. I am no one. It's fine. But the good news is that he recognized me from television, James, which is what you and I are finally back on.
2: TV recap. Yeah, and we did mention last week that the EPT Grand Final shows are back up and running. Uh, you can watch them in the UK on Channel 4 on Tuesday nights, everywhere else in the world. Just head to Pokestars.tv. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday. So right now, two shows are out. What we call episodes one and two of Monaco, which is day two of the EPT Grand Final from last spring. And the first half of day three, which was the all-important bubble. Uh, and I have to say, just... Taking a quick look at Twitter, people delighted to see the shows are back on air after a a reasonably extended hiatus. I think it was about eight weeks with no shows. Was Reza from L.A. one of them? Reza the doorman? Uh, No, he was not. (laughs) Uh, A reminder, the hashtag to use for the TV shows is just EPT. For this show, it's EPT Not Live. Uh, Craig Towles says, great to have the EPT back. Although, whenever James says we're off to the river, I expect him to mention the shark cage. Oh, yeah, everyone's in shark cage mode. Yeah. So we were
1: in shark cage mode, too, a little bit when we started doing the voicing again. Absolutely.
2: Uh, Dale Buchanan, uh, commenting on the first show, which had both Ola Shemian and Ludovic Gylik at the feature table, says, Oli has more boats at the EPT Grand Final than the Harbour. Run good much? I mean, he had a phenomenal run of good
1: hands over the course of that show. He did, but, I mean, no no spoilers, but I'll just say that, you know, you can have a, f- a million good hands in the first couple of days and you can still not go very deep in a tournament. Like it's just poker's so brutal. Well, we shall continue to
2: follow Mr. Shemian's progress over the next four episodes. Uh, James Watts says, I'm chilling watching the EPT on channel four. Haven't watched it in a while. Great to see <laughs> Maria Ho on the main table. Yeah. James has a reason why I haven't watched it in a while. It hasn't been on. I, I love in
1: his world. Like it never went off the air. He just missed a bunch of episodes.
2: Uh, Eggers says it was an interesting show barring song references. Do you know what? There's just so many random references in the shows. I can't even tell you what he's specifically referring to. Uh, But Eggers believes that Shemian looks unstoppable. Uh, He certainly is on form,
1: as we mentioned, running well and also playing well. Do you think he's referring to episode one or episode two? Because there's a very strong reference to a song in the link for episode well it's not really episode monaco 2 yes i believe he is probably referring
2: to the craig david link from the start of the bubble show we're bubbling from the left we're bubbling from the right what What? it's a line from a craig david song don't worry about it it doesn't even make
1: any sense doesn't matter
2: 114 players return for day three
1: with 79 making the money well, it's the biggest bubble of the season, so this could take a while. Hey, you think it'll take seven days? Because I like to chill on Sunday. So, James, does this go down as your favorite link of all time of ours? It
2: certainly goes down as the most random of all time, for sure. And I think we reached the conclusion um, that you know, when we we sit down and say, "What are we? What, what are we going to talk about in this link?" And I think people need to appreciate, and it's like, "Oh, you know, woe is us, first world problems," but we've been doing links for these shows since the start of season eight, which is going back to September, 2011. There's only so many things you can say about the bubble in an EPT main event. And I think we've said all of them. I think last year, for example, we did a link focused on the, the all in triangles, the red triangles of death. And the fact that we're going to see a lot of these as we get close to the bubble, uh, how, you know, we, have done a thing about the fact that David Van Plue always seems to bubble the EPT grand final. And, We've just run out of things to say. And so we went a little bit left field with this one, but I think it
1: kind of worked. And I found I mean, it quite funny watching it back. It definitely worked in like a creativity or originality standpoint. I mean, how many how many links do you think we've done and how many bubble links? Like 50 bubble links? No, not 50, but
2: it probably is close to half that number, probably between 20 okay. and 25. In terms of total number of links, it's probably links. pushing... Let's so say 52, 48, 48 plus shark cage. Yeah, it's probably like 170, between 170 and 180
1: links that we've done uh, in the last four years. I mean, I would not be surprised if we ended up doing one that is a completely word-for-word word duplicate of another one we've done before. Because Why we are, do you we've think I around- keep them all in my email? <laughs>
2: Partly yeah, because I can go a- back and basically I'll take that line from that link from the Season 8 combined with that line from that link from Season 9. <laughs> Plagiarism
1: saves time. So if you are the kind of person that skips over the link um, when you watch the show and gets right to the poker, you might want to watch this one, especially if you're a Craig David fan. Um, you know what I really loved about Episode 2, Monaco 2, James? It was the, It's the rise of Koichi Nozaki. Well, here's a guy
2: who gets introduced, I guess, in uh, the second show, but really becomes... Spoiler alert, a factor in later shows. And he's going to spend some time on the feature table in future shows. And I absolutely love this guy. I know we always have our online qualifier and more on him in a moment. Uh, But this guy was a live qualifier, came to Monaco on holiday, played a live satellite to the grand final, won his seat. And I just love it when someone is enjoying being there. It's just literally has never done this before has never played in a tournament of this of this scale and just is enjoying the attention enjoying the run good and just is happy throughout and that happiness is infectious i think to other players at his table but also to anyone watching the show including us as commentators
1: yeah he is just about the cutest thing ever and the thing is like there's a difference between somebody who runs good and laughs in someone's face and someone who runs good and laughs because they're just overjoyed and you can't help but feel that with them. It was difficult, James, really difficult. Now, I know it would never make it on the air now, but to not go cheap Japanese jokes, like how, how can I not have a no Godzilla gag in there or anything <coughs> about tenta- tentacle porn or dirty vending machine panties? I mean, come on. Every, I mean, come on. It's like a... Throw it's in like some sushi American- and
2: some Santuri time as well, and I think you've ticked virtually every box
1: on the Japanese cliche list. I think I probably did get a sushi line in there somewhere, but anyway, it doesn't matter. One thing I kind of wanted to point out, James, to the super fans is something that we've talked about internally, but I don't know if we've ever really told people, and you can, if you know what to look for, it's actually really interesting watching the shows, is that Steve O'Dwyer really hates being on camera and does not really care for the way that, the deal sometimes is slowed down for the cameras to get there. And if I make a quick little reference to it in this episode, which I don't think I've ever done before. And so if you guys listen to the show now, go back and watch and see the way Steve reacts when he's all in and hands. It's, I, I hate to say, it cause I like him, but it's kind of funny. I think one of my favorites was from a
2: few years ago when Steve played in his first ever super high roller at the PCA. And it was a feature table where, Tom Dwan and Antonio Esfandiari were playing Lodden Thinks.
1: Yes, I remember this.
2: O'Dwyer was all in for his tournament life, and Antonio was trying to set the terms of the bet at the table. And, of course, for as long as this conversation was going on and the cameras were covering the Lodden Thinks, (laughs) Game. I think Dan Shack was also involved in it. There's no way that board was going to get run out. So O'Dwyer is all in for his tournament life, and he's like, "Guys, can you can you like shut up? Because this is kind of a big moment for me, because he knows that we can't cover two things at once. So you've got to get that conversation finished before we can run out the board. And I did feel for him on that occasion. And look, it's balance, isn't it? We appreciate the fact that these guys are paying the buy-ins. We appreciate it's uh, an event for them, which. They're not necessarily there to be on TV. The filming of it, I appreciate, creates a certain degree of inconvenience to them. But again, I'll remind them that these events don't exist unless we generate content from them. These events don't run if there are no live streams, if there are no live TV shows. There never would have been 100k super high rollers on the EPT if we hadn't needed a new format to make TV shows from.
1: I mean, I'll just look at it this way. I really understand Steve's point, but also I think it's hilarious at the same time. I think I can I think I think can play both sides of that. I think well, I if, can be like, yeah, I get it. And I also am very entertained by it.
2: I mean, like I, I confronted Steve about it, I remember, at the party um, after season 11 and said, look, I get that you don't like it. I get that you don't want to be on the feature table. I get that you don't like the fact that as a former champion, there's going to be more attention on you. And he went, yeah, but he said, look, I get what you're trying to do. And I get that, you know, that's your job. And I, I, I get why it all exists but I don't have to be a fan of it and so we just we just need to reach
1: an, an understanding and yeah, an, I, th- I think we're there we have the understanding yeah. he's a good kid um you said that it's their money and they pay to get in one guy that didn't pay very much to get it was this guy what was it uh daniel siebert emmanuel siebert emmanuel siebert and yeah em- he was 11 been, Euros?
2: i mean emmanuel's been chasing us on twitter for some time because like many people he's been wanting these tv shows to finally air and so he can get his friends and family to watch them at Pokestars.tv. and for him in particular because He's a huge part of the shows, because we selected him as our qualifier, uh, as someone who has invested very little money, and he made the money. He got a min cash in the grand final, which is awesome. And you decided to create a whole new persona <laughs> for Emmanuel Siebert, based on his personal appearance.
1: Well, it's funny, because you guys didn't really get it at first, what I was doing. What someone in the booth, when we were doing the VO, was like, what? I think it was you, James, and like, The boss lady was into it. But yeah, I just decided he was some mountain man that wandered in, like out of the woods, and decided to play the EPT grand final, which, I mean, that's what he looks like. He's got a big, bushy beard and stuff like that. And I would hope that he would rather be made a character of than not made a character of. I would hope at this point that, you know, that it's all it's like a like an honor in a way i hope fingers crossed is that is that th- is that putting too much on it james am i is my ego out of control i'd like
2: to think that people realize that there is nothing malicious about it and also just to come back to the point about how many links we've recorded that number of links also translates to the number of shows and again in terms of finding new angles finding new material sometimes we're
1: gonna get to the very very bottom of that barrel yeah, that's it. So sorry, sorry, Emmanuel Siebert, you're the bottom of the barrel. No, no, you're not. You're fine. You're great. <laughs> no, no, he's not at the bottom of the barrel. Your material is I at the am. bottom of the barrel. I, I am the bottom of the barrel, absolutely.
2: So mention that uh, Ola Shemian was obviously a, a major factor in these shows and was on the feature table. Uh, Maria Ho, also at the feature table in show two. Another player at the feature table on both days was Ludovic Gaelic and a huge factor in the first show, played a huge hand against Shemian, which I think was the subject of the pro-explained in that show. Now, Joe, we were hoping, we had planned to have (laughs) Ludovic Gaelic Mm -mm. on the show as a guest. I'm not going to lie to you, in all the conversations we had in setting up the interview, he was a little bit non-committal. It was all, should be okay, should be cool, yeah, here's my
1: Skype ID, and lo and behold... He's gone awol. I mean, James, I'm not gonna lie. When you said that he is also in Los Angeles and he was gonna be doing this phone call at the same time as me, uh-uh, I knew that that shit was not happening. I mean, the but this was is just here-
2: last night. He worked out the time difference. He goes, "I'm in Santa Monica. Am I right in thinking that it's like 2 a.m.?" I went, "That's right. Is that okay? Because I appreciate it's a bit of an inconvenience." Yeah, should be cool. Again,
1: two things should be cool. Secondly, cool was spelled K E W L. Oh yeah, you're screwed. We're definitely not getting him. You know what I should do, James, to get back at him is I should tell everyone all the shit I heard he did on the streets of Monaco during the grand final <laughs> because I heard some good stories about him, but I suppose here in the UK you can get sued for that kind of thing. Well, here's, here's the my-
2: thing. Here's the thing. We know that Ludo survives day three. We know that he makes it into the money. So we know he's going to be in future episodes of the EPT grand final. So maybe we can try for next week or the week after. You're shaking no your head.
1: No, you're going to let him do this again? Like it's like one of my Tinder dates, they bail on me at the last second. They they um they don't, you know, they stand me up. That's it. You only get one shot with Joe Stapleton. Just you're, one. You're shit canning Gilek, basically. Look, if Satina had got back to me and said, "Look, I don't have a penis anymore." Would I have given her another chance? Yes. But Ludovic, no such luck. Um my question for you James is, I did prepare a game for Ludo. Do you want to play it with me? Or okay. Should I save it in case we get him, in case we get him back? Let's let's save it just in case. Just okay. in case. That's good. Saves me work later on. You want to go into
2: the lobby? Let's go into the lobby, absolutely. Because by the time most of you have heard this, unless you are one of those super keen people who downloads or streams the podcast the minute it is released and then live tweets as you are listening to every single second of the show, the EPSY Live <laughs> home game will have probably already taken place. But just in case you are listening to this on Thursday before 8 pm GMT, 9 pm Central European Time, 3 pm Eastern Time. That is when the tournament is taking place. The first ever EPT Live Home Game tournament. You can register for the EPT Live Home Game Club. It's club ID 2046120. The invitation code is always coming7. Uh, that's with the number seven at the end. And we are going to be live streaming at twitch.tv slash the Waster and myself. We're both playing the game. Sadly, Mr. Stapleton will not be a part of that stream.
1: Um, yeah, remember I originally, James, I said that I might go down to Mexico so I could participate? Yes. I'm not doing that, but I have good reason. The first is I have a meeting at the E-Network that day. Okay. Just to- Just a general meeting, so maybe we can talk about some things. Maybe I might, uh, you know, just sort of the thing where, that's why I'm here in L.A., to try to start maybe doing some stuff outside of poker one day. So I've got a big meeting that day. And also, you know, I'm on like all the dating apps. I'm on like Tinder and Happen and Bumble. Well, on Happen, I matched with a girl whose first, it only gives you first names, whose first name coincided with the name of a girl that used to host a poker TV show that I had a crush on way back in the day. And I saw that we had a mutual friend. One of these apps shows you who the mutual friends are. And the mutual friend was sitting at a poker table. So I said, is this so-and-so who used to host whatever back in the day? And she was like, yes, it is. I was like, oh my God, I used to have a big crush on you. You probably didn't know me then. I just was hosting podcasts, but I think we met. Look at me hosting podcasts again. <laughs> anyway, um, and we got to talking and we actually are going to go out Thursday wow. night. So I've got, I've got two really big job interviews, in a way, on Thursday. So that's why I'm not going to be able to make it down to Mexico. But I will be very happy to tell you guys about whatever happens. Uh, I probably won't share the results of the meeting, but I will share the results of, uh, of my date with the former poker hostess next week's show.
2: Okay, I feel, feel that you're being adequately compensated for missing out on the EPC Live home game and the Twitch stream. Um, however, when I tell you that you're also missing out on one of our notorious EPT team karaoke nights tonight. What? Yeah, and uh, Matt Broughton's going to be taking a place at that one as well. The Waster is going to be performing and he that guy can sing. Is that tonight you
1: said? Yeah. Why tonight? What's what's the occasion? Oh, uh, we just decided to have a night out. Well, I see how this goes. It's fine. None of these night outs ever nights out ever happened when I was living in London. Uh, so yeah, so we've got that <clears throat> tonight and then tomorrow is the Twitch stream
2: again uh assuming that you're listening to this after that's taken place we'll talk about the home game we'll talk about how the twitch stream went uh on next week's show Uh, let's just draw attention to something that's happening a a few weeks from now so plenty of warning for this one and granted this is specifically relevant to listeners in the united kingdom and ireland because the ukipt is coming to london it's coming to the hippodrome uh from the 5th to the 10th of april and joe i know you and i have potentially bookmarked the weekend of the 9th and 10th because that's when the london cup is taking place this is a 330 pound freeze out event taking place over two days and there is a pretty good chance because you're in town then that both of us will be at the hippodrome that weekend and we may both be playing that event
1: Look, I'm not going to lie that I'm hopefully, you know, we'll find some folks that are willing to uh, to split some of the buy-in with me. But if not, I think I'm willing to go by and just make a time, set a time for people to come by and say what's up and have a couple of beers, um, whether or not I'm playing the event. So keep an eye on my Twitter Uh, I assume James, I can usually convince him to come along if I'm doing it also. So I would say even if we're not playing in the thing, well, I I can commit right now. I'll come by for a couple hours and have a couple beers with you guys if if people want to come have beers with me. But if you leave me standing there alone, not you, James, the people. I won't leave you standing alone. I've already
2: got got that weekend blocked out. So even if we're not playing the London Cup,
1: uh, I'll make time to come down. Worst case scenario, no one shows up and we get to hang out. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm look. I'm staying. Uh, I'm staying in London on my own dime, just so I can do this. Really. So um, you're sounding desperate now. No. Well, okay. Look, I got a couple of dates set up too. Let's Aha, be honest. There we go. But but the I truth emerges. This. I can squeeze this in. I'm going to need to hydrate, obviously.
2: Of course, you may cancel those dates, assuming that your night out with the uh, former
1: poker hostess goes well. That is that is probably not going to happen, no matter how well the night out goes, because you know these were predetermined bookings. But we'll, we'll see.
2: Okay, so if you want more information on the UK IPT Festival at the Hippodrome, uh, UKIPT.com. Next week, when we go into the lobby, I've got some really exciting news for people who are hoping to bink a seat in the EPT 12 Grand Final in Monaco at the end of April, beginning of May. I can't say more for now, but it's going to be a good one. I know what it is, and it is a good one. Of course, another way of trying to get to the EPT Grand Final would be to play the step satellites on poker stars and we are going to hopefully put one of our listeners on his first step of the way towards playing an EPT right now one of them loves the EPT knows it inside out and would do anything for the European poker tour the other one is Joe Stapleton it's
1: superfan
0: versus stakes
2: and we welcome to this week's edition of EPT Not Live, Lucas Summers. Welcome, Lucas.
0: Hello, how are you?
1: Good, thank you. Lucas, you've been around for a long time, right? You were like a Two Jacks, Huff and Staves fan. How far back does it go?
0: Well, I, um, I found out because I watched a big game when you and Scott were on it. And then I went from that to find one of your podcasts. I think we well, listened to, because not all of Two Jacks Joe was on iTunes. It was uh, a few episodes, maybe 10 then I moved on to Huffman Stapes around 2011, and then obviously you finished in like 2012.
1: Well, that's I appreciate all that, man. I appreciate you're still with us now. You made it. You're a super fan. I, we never had, we, we didn't have many people make super fan status on Huffman Stapes, but here you are on EPT Live, Lucas. I got to tell you, I've seen this movie. You're doing, uh, you're doing Back to the Future, right? Yeah. I've seen this movie a bunch. I saw the 25th anniversary screening at Universal yeah. Studios. I was I wearing remember. an orange puffy vet. You remember that?
0: When you, 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 you went to, because the Simpsons ride off, you replaced it, but you went, you went, you went didn't you?
1: That All is that is Universal. a really, really good memory, man. I might be in big trouble here. Lucas, what do you do for a living?
0: Uh, I, I manage a flooring store, family business.
2: And can I just check, Lucas, in the basement of that store, do you have a cardboard cutout of Joe Stapleton and lots of pictures of him on the wall?
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe. <laughs> If you, Look, if you need to update any of those photos, let me know. I'll come by for a shoot. Okay, I'll put <laughs> that in mind.
2: Now, Joe, just so you're aware, a debate did go on behind the scenes as to whether this was going to be a superfan quiz about just the 1985 movie, Back to the Future, or the entire trilogy. The final decision was taken that it should cover all three films. I appreciate what? that your particular expertise may be the original. So here's what oh, I'm going to do. Lucas is confident that he is going to, quote, walk the floor with you, regardless of whether it's just about the one movie or the three. Interesting, so, okay. Whatever the question's about, Lucas can only score one point. If your question, Joe, relates to either Back to the Future Part 2 or Part 3, I'll give you two points, if you is get it right, it, obviously. Is,
1: is this what it's come to? I'm being handicapped now? I'm, like, given like... Like, the the special person I'm going to get in a participation award? Um, Bearing in mind that you actually haven't won
2: one of these contests in a very long (laughs) time means that it's probably
1: necessary. Okay, Uh, James, I just want to let you know that Back to the Future is one of two movies I won't hook up with a girl during. The other one being Lars von Trier's Antichrist. It's actually Die Hard, but you're very close. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, here's the thing, guys, and I appreciate I'm probably going to offend both of you when I tell you this, but as much as I enjoy Back to the Future and have no issue with it as a movie, it's not one of my personal favorites and I don't know it that well. So I had to outsource the questions to one of the producers in our office who the is Trust. a Die Hard Back to the Future fan. So much so that I gave him three days to give me 10 questions. He gave me 20 questions within an hour.
1: <laughs> Were these off the top of... Who was this, first of all? Uh, this is and Did Die do it off the top of his dome, or did he go online and try to find trivia?
2: I believe that these are off the top of his dome. He may well have verified the answers using the interwebs, but clearly this is based on his knowledge. So hopefully this should be a, not just a close contest, but an interesting one. Lucas, how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling confident, quietly confident. I hope that your confidence is stronger than your your internet connection because you're breaking up, buddy.
0: Okay, how's
1: that? Uh, Whatever, we'll see what happens. They need to roll up that
2: fibre optic broadband into the north of England. That's what they need to do.
0: Tell me about (laughs) it. Tell me about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go for it and see how we get on as we play Superfan versus Stapes. Superfan. Versus Stakes That's what I just said Okay, so the first round is casting uh, And as ever, we're going to go with the superfan first So here's your question, Lucas For one point, why was Claudia Wells Who played Jennifer in the original movie
0: Her mum got ill
2: Wow, I don't even have to complete the question And he's already answered what
1: a, it What an asshole <laughs> what, a, what a cocky prick we got on the line here he only Star's gets strong. only gets
2: the one by one point though. Uh, Joe, your question relates to the original movie, therefore it's only worth one point. Who was originally cast as Marty McFly? Eric Stoltz. Correct for a point. Your question, Superfan Lucas. Flea, the bassist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, plays needles in parts two and three. Name one other cameo from a musician or musicians.
0: Uh, Huey Lewis in the uh, when Marty
1: plays in the uh, audition
2: correct for a point
1: Joe I would have had that one just for the record you can
2: get you can get two points here because it's about part two who made his acting debut as video game boy in part
1: two Um, this is the kid who comes up to him in the diner and says it's like a baby's toy um Leonardo DiCaprio
2: Incorrect. <sighs> Lucas, you can steal for a single point.
0: Yeah, Elijah would.
2: Correct. Meaning <sighs> that Lucas has established a 3-1 lead as we go into round two,
1: which is names. And I had the Hold on a second. Lucas, I had the, the line right there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. I
1: have moral point for that one. Yeah, but
2: that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, Joe, I'm going to allow you to go first here. What is the name of Marvin Berry's band? Um. The, mm, the Moonlighters. <sighs> Incorrect, Lucas. You can steal.
1: Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. I don't feel so bad.
2: Marvin Berry and the Starlighters. Oh, God, I was so close. So it's still 3-1. Lucas, this is your question. Needles gets Marty fired in part two. What is the name of the man who fires him? Oh, he's... <sighs>
0: Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, they're getting
2: tougher now. Uh, Joe, you could get two points if you can steal this one. Mr. Yamamoto? Oh, so close. Yet so far. Mr. Fujitsu was the answer. Ah, damn it. Okay, Joe. Question for one point. Mm -hmm. What are the names of Marty's
1: siblings? Becky. And, uh... Steve?
2: Incorrect. Where are you, Lucas?
0: I'm just in my shop. It's just uh, police Police running through the town. What kind of shop is it, real quick? A flooring carpets and stuff.
1: A flooring shop. Oh, wow. So, does do the carpets match the curtains? Sometimes. <laughs> Correct. Uh, anyway, you get to steal, Lucas,
2: for a point, the names of Marty's siblings.
0: God, this, this should be easy, but to be honest, I don't know, to be honest.
2: Dave and Linda.
0: Oh. Wow, I wasn't even close.
2: Uh, Lucas, your question. What is the name of Marty's jailbird uncle? Joey. Correct, meaning Yellow you banana. now lead for one uh, Joe, can you name one of Biff's goons? Um,
1: mm. Nicky Cat.
2: No. Lucas, <laughs> can you name one of them? Uh, Bill. No, you could have had Skinhead, Match or 3D.
0: And Lucas,
2: the final question in this uh, round of names, what is Marty's middle name?
0: Um, Marty... Uh, is it the name of his, yeah, the guy in the third, Seamus. Correct! Oh,
1: my
0: God. Named Uh.
2: after his great-great-grandfather, who appears in part three. I would not have gotten that one. So, general knowledge is the final round, and it's 5-1 to Lucas.
1: Oh, I feel bad. Don't. I'm enjoying every second. Your your store is about to get robbed of all of its Persian rugs, though, so (coughs) don't feel so bad. Joe,
2: what is the name of George McFly's book, which we see has been published at the end of the first film?
1: Mm. Um, The the
2: Outer Realm. Incorrect. Lucas, you can steal for a point.
0: Spaceman from Pluto?
2: No, it's a match made in space. Match made in space. Boo. Uh, Your question, Lucas. What two baseball teams play in the World Series in 2015?
0: The Cubbies? And the New York
2: Yankees? Oh, it's the Chicago Cubs and Miami. I'll give you half a point for the Cubbies.
0: Well, I'll take it.
2: <laughs> so meaning it's now five and a half one. Um, Joe, your final question. Ah, uh, shit. What is on the DeLorean's number plate in part one? Out of time. Correct. He's on the board. Uh, <laughs> and Lucas, your final question which song is playing when marty enters cafe 80s in part two
0: um michael jackson beat it
2: correct
1: oh, i would have that one god damn it
2: meaning oh. the final score in uh. what joe you were so confident you were so what's the word i'm looking for cocky going into this you scored a measly two points Lucas Summers, the superfan, scored six and a half points. Congratulations, Lucas. You win a 27
1: euro step ticket and an everyone loves a chop pot t shirt.
0: Amazing. I'm so happy.
1: Nice work, Lucas Summers. You win this time.
0: Uh, I'm happy for pretty much any
1: time. That, that was really well done. I, you know what? It wasn't really so much that I was cocky, it's just that I've done so poorly lately. I felt like I had, a, I had to talk a good bravado going into it, but obviously, <laughs> nope. Out of interest, Joe, when was the last time you watched the
2: movie? Mm, probably like a year and a half ago. You see, you knew this was coming up. You had more than a week's notice.
1: You had plenty of time to revisit it. You, yes, I had weeks from when I knew this was going to happen, but that does not necessarily mean I had plenty of time.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can. If you told me everything you've done in the last seven days, I guarantee I could find a two-hour window where you would have been better served revisiting Back to the Future.
1: I just finished thirty straight days of work and travel. Not one day that didn't contain work or travel in it. I, travel, sorry. travel. Perfect opportunity to watch movies. if only i had the foresight to download movies beforehand (laughs) uh lucas thank
2: you very much for coming on the show you're welcome thank you very much for continuing to subscribe and download and
1: uh we'll get your prizes asap
0: yeah great it's been a pleasure thanks thanks Thanks. for having me on
1: thanks lucas nice to finally talk to you buddy i appreciate all all your years of of your ear holes Alright guys, well it's time for a very quiet goodbye because we're closing in <laughs> on 3.30 in the morning here and I could hear some stuff going on out outside the door here and I hope it was just the dog running around and not my very brief roommate. <laughs> so just to be clear, once we're all yep. there,
2: will you be coming out of the closet? Will you step out of the closet? Will you pull out your gun?
1: I will literally do two of those things but not figuratively do any of them uh that's all the time we got for this week guys next week poker stars returns to america that's right new jersey i'm gonna be in new jersey a bunch but not in time for the next show or the one after maybe we can get jason somerville on to
2: talk about that jason is gonna be in new jersey i think he's gonna be streaming for like two months playing on Stars NJ, uh, So Jason's going to come on and talk about what he's got planned for Twitch for the next couple of months. And we're also going to be joined making his debut on EPT Not Live. Can you believe, by the way, that this podcast has now been running for a year and we
1: have yet to hear from Lee Big Horse Jones. Hey, Lee Jones, please, please, please. Let me get some of that Lee. So yes, yeah, so we're going to have Lee Jones, Jason Somerville, New Jersey launch to talk about. We'll have the EPT Live game to chat about uh, maybe I'll be dating a former poker hostess um, and also something I didn't get to this week but I did do some shooting with Phil Helmuth Jr. and Antonio Fondiari last week just to be clear um, I
2: know he's in America everyone but when he says shooting he means with a camera
1: not with a gun oh uh, that's a that is those those jokes are distasteful here People are dying left and right in the streets, James. Um, I don't know why I laughed at that. It's true. Anyway, it's funny because it's true. So, yeah, I did have a video shoot with those guys in Vegas. Some really fun things happened. I'll share some of those stories with you guys. Um, Just a quick little spoiler alert. Me and Antonio, we're boys now. We're friends. He asked for my phone number. Whatever. No big deal. Uh, So I'll give you guys the full scoop on that next time. And a couple of pieces of housekeeping.
2: A reminder, the TV shows... Every week, Pokestars.tv. If you're in the UK, make sure you uh, series link Channel 4 on Tuesday night. If you want to comment on the TV shows, use the hashtag EPT. If you want to comment on the podcast, hashtag EPTNotLive. And remember, same hashtag to use if you want to apply to be a superfan. We've had some new applications in the last week. Remember, we need a specialist subject,
1: and it has to be a good one. In the words of the Back to the Future license plate, we are out of time. For James Hardigan, I'm Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.